When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. According to the ACLU, black students are suspended and expelled three times more than white students. While black students only make up 16% of public school enrollment, black students represent 31% of school-related arrests. Black students also account for 42% of all students who have been suspended multiple times. This in sharp contrast to white students who represent 51% of public school enrollment, yet constitute 31% of students who serve multiple suspensions. With zero tolerance policies criminalizing minor infractions of school rules, still in almost 2023, data is continuing to demonstrate a disturbing national trend. Referenced as the school to prison pipeline, where children are being purposely funneled directly out of public schools and into the juvenile and criminal justice systems. With students of color especially vulnerable to the discriminatory application of discipline, many of those impacted have learning disabilities or histories of poverty, abuse, or neglect, and would significantly benefit from additional educational and counseling services. Instead, nationwide, black and brown students are being disproportionately isolated, punished, and pushed out, leading to a life of lesser outcomes. With more cops than counselors in schools across the nation, and with data continuing to demonstrate that the presence of cops in schools leads to students being overly criminalized, a recent study from UC Irvine found that about 30% of the black and white disparities in young adult criminal justice outcomes, college completion, and in the use of supplemental nutrition assistance program, these can all be traced back to disproportionate and discriminatory school discipline. With such astounding numbers of discriminatory practices taking place relative to the significance of correlated outcomes and considering how these practices impact black and brown communities the most, it is our own community leaders that are stepping up and building the solutions, prioritizing the real issues, showcasing what's possible, and having intentions and abilities to scale. Today's guest has experienced these disparities firsthand and has vowed to create pathways for future generations to avoid the same fate. From convict to coder, Jason Gibson is the founder of Hood Code, the modern tech-based disruptor of the school-to-prison pipeline. Courageously and futuristically dismantling the school-to-prison pipeline, one line of code at a time, here with us today to talk technology, discuss his personal journey of reform and redemption, and to share more about his tech company that is breaking boundaries, breaking stigmas, and changing lives, we have the founder and president of Hood Code, Mr. Jason Gibson. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja.
Jason Gibson, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? A lot of gratitude on this side. Let's let the folks know a little bit about you. So um, we like to do this on this show. Share a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, and let's discuss the circumstances that led to you creating uh, Hood Code. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a native New Yorker, I'm born and raised in New York. I'm from the uh, Queensbridge houses in New York City. Uh, so for those that might not be too familiar with Queensbridge, during like the 80s, 90s, um, the Queensbridge was one of the most kind of popular neighborhoods in New York City. Um, it's the public housing here. Nas come from here. Mob yeah. D is from out of there. Ron Artest is from out of there. Nature, a lot of big hip-hop artists from, you know, during that time when, when hip-hop was, you know, kind of expanding and, and becoming a lot, lot more mainstream. Um, it's, it's a notorious place, especially the time I was growing up there. Um, but it's also... Uh, like a village. Um, there's a lot of love there. It's a lot of community there. And, um, you know, but it's also really adversarial. So there's a lot of complexities that come with coming up out of neighborhoods like that I came up in. So I'm from there. Um, a single parent home was raised by my mother with three siblings. Um, I, I grew up in a real tight knit family. Um, you know, I'm I'm half Puerto Rican and half black. My mother's my mother's um, she's also mixed too. She's half Puerto Rican, half black too. My kind of role models in my neighborhood out of Queensbridge was you know people that were into crime. You know what I'm saying? Stick yeah. up kids, hustlers, uh, you know, pimps, whatever. Any anything when it comes to crime. Um, um, yeah. So I had all these like different examples, and I would say like world views growing up. Um, that I think kind of uh, informed, you know, my the way I looked at the world too. Right. Um, being able to compare, but compare the two. Okay. Um, I ultimately got into the streets, um, starting with petty crime and stuff like that. Man, like my crew growing up with my crew, but at a really young age, uh, I was always pretty savvy too as a young kid. But at a really young age, I got into the drug game. Um, and I really did well. I excelled in it. I had, you know, like a uh, the good disciplines for it. And and I just got really well. And I, and I you know, got into the lifestyle that comes with that, um, you know, and that's how I lived my life from, you know, like a young teenager until um, I was an adult man. And I've, I've been to prison before. This last time I went to prison, um, I went for five years. I was 31 years old. But in between that time, I did like. 10 months here or, you know, a couple of months there, um, you know, that's just part of the, part of the game. And, but this, but in 2013, um, I, I got arrested in a special narcotics investigation and yeah, I got, I got sentenced to five years. So yeah, by the time I went to prison, you know, I was a little bit more mature. I've done a little reading here and there, but I was on a different level. I really treated that time in prison like my opportunity to be in college or something like that. I really kind of set my mindset and like that. So and then, you know, that's where I came up with the concept for code code through some of my readings. You know, I was reading a lot about the tech industry, systemic racism. Um, I was reading the law. I had got a legal research certificate while I was in there. I was doing some pro se litigation. I've won some pro se litigation on my own behalf um, 
for forfeitures and things like that that happened like during the investigation you know like they had took like some really valuable things from me vehicles watches stuff like that and um so yeah i was just like i don't know i was just like becoming more smarter i, I felt it you know what i'm saying i felt yeah. like i was coming more smart and was really empowering and uh but part of that was just me self-reflecting prison could be really therapeutic and um outside of just thinking about myself and how things could have been different for me i was thinking about younger generations um and that came from uh the book um uh the new jim crow which i know we're gonna that's gonna be part of this discussion sure. uh, down the line so i'll save some of my comments on that so yeah and then i just i came up with the concept for hood code as like so a yeah so let's talk about hood code uh tell us about what hood code is for those that don't know um what the mission is you know let's yeah let's 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 get them let's get the people what they want yeah yeah for sure so hood code is an after school and summer program is for um young kids that's growing up in the public housing here in new york city so we're right now we new york city focused and i'm specific specifically nitra focused and nitra is the acronym for new york city housing authority that's the largest public housing landlord in the city um, and that's what Queensbridge is under that banner. A lot of different neighborhoods, you know, pink houses, Cypress, uh, Washington houses, you know, a, a lot of the hip hop artists are from there, you know, like fabulous fat Joe, like I mentioned, Nas. So, um, uh, we, we are NYCHA focused, right? We offer in this program as an after school and summer program for eight to 15. We're using Scratch, um, which is a, is a block based computer language. It's basically like, like, um lego but cold if if that makes sense um like legos for for cold um okay. you know and it's about introducing technology to these to the, to our age demographic and to our kids it's about demystifying technology right so that it isn't in this some um, abstract or like you know thing that that you know they've never got um kind of exposed to and then also the goal is to kind of cultivate um any interest that they might have in it um and provide a pathway to success so the goal and what i'm trying to do with you know with the david prize and some other funding that i'm trying to get is to put the infrastructure in place to go from the introduction and the cultivation but also put the infrastructure in place to assist with this pathway vision that I have for them, which is to continue providing different um, steps for them to go through that. So once they get into adulthood, you know, one, coding ain't some novel thing to them, but also if they want to have careers or be entrepreneurs in tech, you know, be engineers, programmers, whatever, be, be founders of startup companies, um, you know, we want to have that that in place to assist them with that um, sure. because these communities don't really have access to resources like that. Sure. Um, and the, the, the ultimate goal is to better the socioeconomic and the financial legacies of these kids and the families and um, and to to, you know, hopefully increase the quality of life of NYCHA, of yeah. the families in NYCHA. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 kind of, you know, how I see this thing working okay. out. Now, you talk about these uh, communities and these students in particular, and in the introduction, we were talking about the school to prison pipeline, um, which is effectively the way schools treat children, black and brown children, oftentimes prepares them for 
prison or criminal justice system related outcomes rather than employment outcomes or success outcomes. Um, and so I'm sure that that's why these communities are of significance to you. But why do you think that, uh, why do you think that um, coding is the right way to uh, impact those outcomes? Yeah. So it, it's not just coding. I chose coding for young kids, okay. right? Because um, I want to get them, I want to try to introduce this as young as possible before, you know, before they become, you know, teenagers, preteens or whatever, and start uh, being influenced by some of the things that's going on in the community, like the drug game or other types of hustles that might lead to the criminal justice system, okay. right? So it's about just introducing them. That's why I chose coding for the young, younger kids. All right. Um, I think there are other um, things that we can do to create opportunities for young adults as well. But I think those kind of solutions have to be earning based. Like it has to be some type of earning like financial um, compensation that young adults get because that's what most of us, well, I'm, I'm a grown man now, but that's what I think a lot of young people, when they choose to go into crime, it's about money. It's about them seeing that as their first opportunity to earn something, right? So the, the solution I chose Hood Code was just to try to be more proactive at an early stage for the young kids. But as far as the school to prison pipeline, um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, because of the type of people that are in charge of those institutions, with a, which are not a lot of times, you know, black people, I think there's a lot of apathy there where they're not trying to pour into these kids in the way that I would or you folks would. Right. They not. Yeah. They just see it as, you know, a job and they're not really trying to assess what these children's circumstances are that might be leading to maybe some behavioral things or or even for some of the, the you know, the teachers or, or whoever, um, they're bringing their personal biases and stereotypes and things like that. And they're acting off of that which is making them treat our kids the way they treat our kids. You know, they're not responding to them um, in the way that, you know, one of us would if we right. see a child that might be um, problematic. So I think there's a number of solutions that can that the schools should work on um, to address the school to prison pipeline. But I think also as a community, there are things that we need to try to put in place for, for each age demographic to try and uh, uh, prevent the whatever's lacking in the schools, you know, to, to, to kind of provide like a solution for that. Sure. For that sure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff 
and BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. We are here today with founder and president of Hood Code, Mr. Jason Gibson, discussing his personal journey of reform and redemption his tech company that is challenging stigmas and changing lives, as well as the importance of technology in developing and delivering equitable solutions for the future. So uh, you you mentioned a little earlier uh, the the new Jim Crow. And and from what I understand, the way your story goes is there was a black woman that you crossed paths with and she gave you this book. And uh, I know that that book was was pivotal. So talk a little bit about what the book talks about and how it impacted you to kind of move in this direction. Oh man, I could spend this whole interview on that, on that question. This, listen, that encounter had to be one of the most divine things I ever experienced in my life. I don't, I'm not joking when I say that. When I think about that, it's like, it's it's I just can't believe it. I wish I could find this woman and just tell her how much of an impact she had on me because it was literally like that. I never experienced nothing like that in my life. Wow. So, yeah, just, you know, during the time I was in the street, you know, I was doing my thing at that time. I lived in, um, you know, in a in a like middle, middle, upper middle class neighborhood um, where it wasn't really a lot of black folks there. And um, and I ran into this woman, at, at this older woman. She was an older woman, black woman um, at like a bagel shop or something like that. And we were the only two black folks in there. And as you can see, I'm really fair skinned. I have I, I think I have kind of like an ambiguous look. Right. <laughs> like I don't think someone would immediately say like, oh, that's a black man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Until you know me. But, um, you know, she came up to me and was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm. You know, I'm reading this book uh, with my church reading book club, you know, and she pulled the book out of her purse and she was talking to me a bit about it and about, you know, the school to prison pipeline and criminal justice. And she was like, I would give it to you, but, you know, we still reading it. Do you want to write down the title? And I'm telling you, I'm like, 
that I'm like, damn, why, why would she think that that, you know, like I would want to. So I wrote it down. Um, and at that time, I was in a place where I had a lot of questions about the world, too. And um, the people around me, my, my immediate friend group and things like that, didn't really have a lot of questions at all. So I was already starting to read a little bit more. Uh, because I was trying to tap into some of the people that weren't in my immediate network. So um, I wrote the book down. I went and got it right away from, from Barnes and Nobles, right, right a few, you know, like a few blocks away. Um, I went and got the book and I started reading it immediately. And I was reading it and, and listen, it was profound. It was, it, it, it was just, you know, Miss Alexandra was just speaking about my experience in a way that I did not look at it. It was in such this abstract, like, and like just really complex way that I did not see the way that I was living my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it was just crazy to me. And I, it, it caused me to start feeling like a lot of resentment towards our government, towards society, towards white folks, to be honest, towards people in power, um, you know, and, but it also sparked like curiosity and a number of things for me um, in slavery, right. And in the criminal justice system. Um, so it, it, it was like that impactful on me. I went to prison, like may, it might've been like a year. That's when I got arrested. It might've been like a year later or something like that. I had read the book already. You know, I was going around preaching to all my friends about this, trying to pass the book on. Um, and then I ended up in prison. Okay. And that book is what gave me the resilience that I had in prison at that time. Like to, wow. to, to just be aware of all the illegalities that happened in my case and to go to the law library and to, and to be, because, you know, anybody that knows if you've got any lawyers listening, you know, trying to read statues and, and, and judges opinions and case law, that ain't easy. You could easily become turned off from that. Right. But that book kept me pushing like, no, hold on. This is, it don't feel right. I think that it ain't right. So I have to find in their language how to articulate to them that this ain't right. So then, you know, um, so it, it, it fueled that. Um, and, I, you know, it, 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 that was beneficial to me. And But it also helped me be able to commit to myself and to my family. Like, listen, I'm out the street. Like, you know, I'm done with it. It ain't even worth it no more. Like it's too stacked up against us. And for me, someone that's in my, you know, that had kind of the, the record that I have and, uh, you know, the knowledge that I believe in, information I had, the risk reward just didn't add up. And, and to be in the street, you got to have some type of um, ignorance to these things or you will make not good decisions. You sure, know what I'm saying? Sure. So, well, um, yeah. And well, you've yeah. obviously you've obviously been very successful. Um, I, so tell us about the uh, the David Prize that was awarded to uh, to you for Hood Code. Yeah. So um, the David Prize is amazing. Like that was it, it's a um, you know, it's something that's been going on in, in New York for the past um, three years. This is the third year I applied all three years. I didn't win this year. 
um, I actually, you know, won. And I can tell you this, it's a $200,000 prize. The folks that are involved with it are fantastic people. The team that um, Two Trees Management and the, it's the Walentis Foundation, that the team that they put together to administer this prize is a fantastic team. Um, and, you know, like I tell, told them, the, the team and everybody else there, and even some of our, uh, some of the contestants that were in with me and just people that I've been meeting, just the process is valuable. It's not even the 200,000, which is a significant amount of money and which is going to be a big deal for hood code. It's the process. It was a lot of value in the process that they, that, that we went through, which was like, it was like a, a full, a full year process. Right. Um, it's a, it's rigorous. It's thought provoking. It helps you get your um, your narrative down to a real concise, um, you know, way of, of presenting. Um, it helped me with professional development. I always tell people like, listen, I, I came from the street. So there are some attributes from the street that are helping me in, I, I say, conventional society. Like I, I use it like I say, you got the underworld and you got conventional society like in the in the in the underworld, I'm you know I'm the most I'm the illest businessman you could think of. But in conventional society, uh, it's I'm, I'm not there. I need a lot of uh, kind of development. So it helped with my professional development and um, with with like understanding nonprofit and business management. And again, they team to work with a team and the. You know, that prize is going to help again. It's going to help me continue um, investing in my professional development. I'm going to be able to now hire a, a program director to help me manage some of this expansion that's been going on already with Hood Code, right? Because a lot of this stuff is um, becoming really overwhelming to, for me. Um, I have a nine to five job that I work as well. Um, so and then we're going to be able to expand our program because there's a lot of communities interested in having hood code come and, and run programs, you know, out of out of their um, centers. So, so th that's actually where I wanted to go with this. Um, so, you know, before we let you go, um, obviously, you've been doing great work. Um, you're impacting people, uh, young people, especially in places where they need it the most, where they're the most vulnerable at a time where they're the most vulnerable and you're helping them. Uh, gain the skills that they need to have options that aren't just, you know, pointed in one specific direction, but, you know, in fact, they're pointed at what, you know, conventional society would consider to be, you know, positive and, um, you know, uh, non-criminal <laughs> for back of a, lack of a better term um, outcomes. And so uh, before we let you go, I want to ask, um, you know, what do you see the vision um, where do you see hood, hood code going in the next five to 10 years? You mentioned a bit about expanding, but you know, in your own words. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the goal is to get in all 302 NYCHA complexes throughout the city, right? Okay. So that hood code is easily accessible to all the kids, all the families, right? It's to, mm -hmm. um, start, um, collaborating with some of the different, organizations that are out there that are trying to uh, bring different resources that can lead to higher education and employment to these directly to to our neighborhoods. Uh, 
And and to be quite honest, I'm I've been really thinking about like a whole school, like kind of like a like a vocational school. Mm. Uh, you know, some in some of my readings, you know, I remember reading like uh, like after Reconstruction and like around like you know like between the time of Reconstruction and and, and the passing of uh, of you know all the civil rights li- um, legislation. Something that was big for us to be successful and to get into the middle class was vocations. Yeah. And then they started taking those things out as, um, you know, black men and black people were becoming more, um, you know, more, more accomplished yeah, through those. Cool. So that's my vision is to, you know, continue with hood code, uh, you know, create a more sophisticated and um, curriculum for our families, for our kids, try to integrate, but also integrate some some vocationals in there, too, for our young adults sure. and things like that. So, sure. yeah, I, I, I got my eyes on like our own facility um, eventually where, you know, I get to really kind of implement some of the things that I think is going to empower, um, you know, our our kids, our families, our community. Because sure. um, so- that's my ultimate goal is to empower us. Um, to the fullest extent. I love that. I love that. So um, for folks that want to support you in that goal, you know, for folks that want to tap in, folks that want to keep up with you, let's let folks know how they can get money from their pocket to your pocket. If they want to donate, let's let's plug your social media, you know, anything related to hood code before you get out of here, make sure folks can tap in with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So if you want to follow us and keep up to date with what we got going on, you could follow our website, which is um, hoodcodenyc.com. You could donate there safely right at our right on our website. We got the, you know, the donate buttons there. You could donate um, our address is there for those folks that might want to send a check of money on the end. The address is there. Uh, and, and our, our social media right now, we only on Instagram right now, but that's also hood code NYC. That's at hood code NYC. Um, so the website is hood code NYC.com. And then the Instagram is at hood code NYC. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm all this people can send. Oh, people can send me emails personally to, to Jason at hood code NYC.com. If they want to reach out to me directly, that's Jason. J-A-S-O-N at hoodcoatnyc.com. Um, and yeah, I'm all ears. Listen, like I said, I need it ain't and it ain't only financial assistance. If it's some, you know, black professionals out there that understand nonprofit management, that you know, have experience with being on nonprofit boards, that think they can contribute to helping me develop my professional. Uh, you know, enhance my professional development and, like I said, conventional society and like navigating that world. I'm, I, I need that type of assistance as well. And I'm all Liz. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot, that we're we going we gonna to get it all together for you. How about that, man? We got a, a strong base of listeners and I know that they're inclined to support, especially efforts like this. So I want to thank you very much for coming on and sharing your story with us. And of course, the good work that you're doing, um, inspiring our our youth to be successful and to provide them with alternatives to you know what they may see as you know their only uh, reality. So, uh, once again, thank you very much. Today's guest is the founder and president of Hood Code, Mr. Jason Gibson. And before we go, I'll leave you with this: When it comes to disrupting the school to prison pipeline. Any work falling in this category is the equivalent of working to save lives. 
The potential for the ripple effects and the impacts of the efforts that Jason Gibson and others like him are engaging in, especially in this niche, are such that transcend generations. It's the kind of foundational work that has a real opportunity to expedite the course correction that America needs. With this new era of technology, Web3, and the future of the internet in its early growth and development stages, right now is the time for us to significantly lean in. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.